0: and welcome back to the Abundant Journey podcast. I'm your host, Nick James. Hopefully you are enjoying a wonderful summer. We just had 4th of July. Things are going well. Let me bring in my partner in crime, co-host Nick Offenkamp. Nick, how are you, sir? I'm so good. What's up, man? How uh, How's the holiday week been for you? Oh, man, it, it was a great time. You know, uh, growing up, I think Christmas was my favorite time of year, but as I uh, get older and there's a little bit more gray hairs in my beard, I think I enjoy the <laughs> summer, the 4th of July, the hot dogs, all the good <laughs> stuff. What about you?
1: Yeah, man. Well, our family uh, was over at your place enjoying the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. So we had uh, some good food. We had tons of fireworks. And I tell you what, man, I just, I get overwhelmed by, uh by all the the firework stuff like i don't mind seeing all the stuff that's going off in the distance but <laughs> we had what like 10 kids and they're all <laughs> shooting off oh, yeah. roman candles and they got sparklers and I, i'm just i'm really amazed that uh there was no loss of limbs everybody or safe Everybody or went home trips late. To the <laughs> er <laughs> no it was it was great and then the very next morning this is how uh how much my youngest son enjoyed himself he slept in until Eleven, eleven, wow. the next day. So he's, uh, he's, and that's a rarity for your crew. Well, yeah, I mean, he's only four years old. I think most four-year-olds are still getting up at six a.m. or whatever. But uh, eleven, eleven, I was like getting a little bit worried. Are you yep. alive, buddy? Are you, yeah. <laughs> are you okay? But he did so much living that night before. He needed to make up for it and some extra sleep. That's wonderful. But yeah, it was, it was good, real good. And it's always nice to have kind of a short holiday week. But um, what's uh, what's on tap for today, my man?
0: Man, so it's, uh, you know, if, looking back, I was uh, checking out some of our episodes. It's uh, amazing that we've hit past that uh, 2021 mark. We are still going strong. We got some good episodes coming up with some amazing guests. But I thought we could stop real quick today and just recap our, uh, our last conversation with Jeff Workala. There from Hardwood Industries, and uh, for those of you maybe who haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet, I would encourage you to do so. He is an entrepreneur, and I think it was over forty years ago started in the uh, hardwood lumber industry as a wholesaler, and just an opportunity. We had an opportunity here a few weeks ago to sit down with him, hear his story, and glean some of his wisdom and lessons from life, and absolutely loved that conversation. But uh, I thought it'd be great to just kind of recap that and uh, share some takeaways.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, It was it was an honor to sit down with Jeff. And uh, he's a little bit different than um, I'd say kind of the majority of the people that we've had on the the podcast so far. He's one of the older guys that we've had on, which was really nice, actually, to to have somebody that's um, got so much experience under their belt, and is just in a totally different spot in his career. I mean, Jeff is extremely sharp. He's been very successful, but they're doing a lot of transition planning right now mm-hmm. as um, his sons are looking to, to take over the business, and he he's cutting back his hours. So it was really good to to sit down with somebody who's um, who's kind of at the the end of their career and is able to look back and recount their successes as opposed to most of the guys that we're talking with that are either um, at the start and just getting their first taste of, of really making uh, big waves or um, who are kind of in the middle of, of their career. Um, what were, maybe just for folks that haven't listened to the, the interview yet, um, I mean, maybe just some high-level sort of highlights or things that stood out to you and then we can drill down a bit from there.
0: Yeah, totally. And I would say there there's a couple themes throughout the uh, the episode with him. One is he talked about really um, upgrading his his skill level in sales. And we spent a little bit of time talking about that. And I'd, I'd love to kind of pick your brain there. But he talked about how engineer by trade and went to school for that, but recognized early on he wasn't going to really fit the nine to five mold of working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so he said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. And he, he came with a plan. He realized he needed to learn sales. Um, and so from the time he wanted to be an entrepreneur to the time he really became one was a couple years. And so he recognized that that was going to be a journey uh, I think also he talked just a ton about being customer centric. And I think that's easy buzzwords with today's society and especially in the business world of focus on your customers. But it's it's very different to say that and very different to live it. Um, and then I think ultimately he just kind of shared his wisdom on, you know, once you are in that grind and you are in the focus of making sure your family's taken care of, there becomes a point where you get to transition as a business owner and an entrepreneur into really how do I impact and how do I make a difference for the people that I serve? And I love that he used the word serve because, Mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't a boss, even though he is. Um, He wasn't, you know, the owner, even though he is, but he recognized that he now exists and he's built this system to serve his 120, not only employees, but their families. And so, uh, man, overall, a great conversation. What were some high nuggets for you? Yeah, I mean, you you hit so many of them. Um,
1: we titled the episode um, "It's Not About the Money" because I thought that that was a really uh, powerful quote from him, where he was just talking about himself and the other business owners that that he knows. Like um, it, early on in the business, it's really he talked about how it's just all about <laughs> survival, uh, keeping the thing alive <laughs> and keeping your family <laughs> alive. But that once you get to the point where um, where you've uh, arrived at a place of sustainability and it seems like, okay, we're, we're humming along here. Um, then it's not for him, not about, Uh, just how much money you can make, but how you can take care of everybody else that your business impacts. That starts with taking care of your customers. So to your point about being uh, customer-centric, he talked a lot about what it means to listen to your customers, to partner with them, to uh, really think about what they need to succeed in their own business and lives and um, to position yourself to, to take care of them. But he also talked a lot about taking care of his employees and, and you can tell that that's really top of mind for him of okay how uh he was very aware that okay my, my people are giving the best hours of their mm. week yeah. uh day in and day out uh to me and to helping build this business so how do i really make sure that i'm taking care of them training them, upskilling them, giving them um, the kind of benefits and compensation that that they deserve. And so that was good to get that sort of perspective from him. Um, I liked his Mindset of just that, uh, you know. He, he had a quote about uh, worry about what you give instead of what you get. Yeah, and then you will always get enough if everybody has that mindset of all right How can I give more here? How can I give more here? And if all the people that you're surrounded by also have that mindset, then you're going to receive far more than if you just look to to grab um, from every situation.
0: Um, you know that's that's an interesting point that you bring up, and I forgot that he had said that, but it. Why I say that's interesting is, you know, clearly we've had an opportunity to be in the room with some successful people as we've consistently had this these episodes released, and they all say that. Yeah, Every single one of them are saying, the more I give, the more I focus on others, the more it just works for me. It's that radical
1: generosity, man. That's right. It's that radical generosity. It does. It's, it seems to be um, within the DNA of the successful people that at least we're talking to yeah. and at least the people that you, you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are others that have achieved uh, some worldly measures of success without that spirit of radical generosity, but uh, I'm going out on a limb here, but <laughs> I those people are jerks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there is something to that though of just um, having that orientation of, okay, how how can i give maximally in my life and yeah. uh and that in uh in the way that the world is is wired when we're all giving yeah. then we're all receiving far more than we could have ever uh, hoped for or or imagined mm-hmm. um and then he he talked about too just uh um Another line that really stood out to me was that um, if something gives you a competitive advantage and it's allowed by the rules of business, then yeah. then you should do it. And I, I just uh, – a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk with, people that I engage with, I mean, they just – they think of – Business and entrepreneurship is is a game, and that's not to trivialize it at all. I mean, they all understand it's very high stakes. You, you didn't get that sense from uh, Jeff; he's certainly not cavalier, <laughs> or flippant by any no. means. Uh, we could talk about even um, his thoughts on debt and uh, taking on debt and risk. Um, but there's still a, a mindset of just okay, uh, this is a, a strategic game, and I want to. Um, Take hold of every possible competitive advantage that I could find to to be successful, and so the way that he's trained himself um, to think along those lines, I think, has been instrumental to the sort of business he's been able to build. Yeah. So, but let's you mentioned sales um, and and kind of flagged that as something that was mm-hmm. going to be important to to come back to. And I'd love to hear more, just what what stood out about that to you, and what, uh, what do you think our listeners should take away from yeah. just what Jeff had to say about sales?
0: Well, uh, you know, honestly, the competitive advantage piece that you just mentioned, I think goes hand in hand in talking with sales, because there's two schools of thought. One is, identify what your weaknesses are, and then improve them which is what jeff did with sales he recognized if i'm going to be successful i need to learn sales because i'm not good at sales and so he decided i'm going to do this and i'm going to focus on this and get better now there's another school of thought that that says hey don't play to your weaknesses or improve your weaknesses Identify your competitive advantage, identify your strengths, and lean into those to launch you towards being successful. So the two seem opposite. And I'd love to get your feedback or thoughts on, you know, maybe which one do you lean towards or maybe some advice that you've heard. But it was very clear from Jeff that he recognized I have a weakness and it's sales. And in business, I'm going to sell myself every day to customers, employees, everybody. And I've heard that growing up my whole life. I mean, my dad as a businessman has said, you're selling to everybody. And even as a banker, I have to virtually present to underwriting why we should bring on a deal or a client. I have to present to the client why they would want to bank with us. And very similarly, you know, so, so I'm always selling too. And I, I know that you're in the same thing. So, so we both believe that, but, but there also is this, uh, it seems to be this kind of conflicting advice between, you know, really focus on your strengths and what is your competitive advantage. Um, but then at the same time, upgrade your skills if you're, you're deficient in some, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that, that is a good
1: tension to highlight. And I mean, it's interesting that Jeff was, um, his degree was in mathematics and engineering. And so it was a big step for him to leave the the world that was so familiar to him of engineering and, and step out and take a, a sales role. Um, and it seemed to be motivated by two things. One, as we had mentioned, um, the his recognition of that if I'm going to be an entrepreneur and work for myself, I have to have this skill. So some of it's just a upset. Um, necessity, and then the other piece was that uh, he saw that the salespeople were making the best money, <laughs> you know, and early on in his career, um, that uh, that was also uh, attractive sort of piece. Um, and I do think that any entrepreneur uh, does have the. the obligation to learn how to sell um, and to learn even some degree of of marketing. Um, And that's something that even you and I, I think uh, while we've got a lot of sales experience, um, I was listening to uh, an episode of the Founders podcast, which is one that I'd I'd recommend to any Hmm. entrepreneur. Um, But the host of that show, Uh, talks about, uh, I think it's a quote from Steve Jobs, but like the moral obligation of if you're building a product or a service that's good for the world, like you have a moral obligation to market it, to sell it, to let people know Hmm. that it's out there because you can't just expect that if you build it, they will come. That's a a total misnomer. And so if you have something that's going to improve people's lives, that's going to make the world a, a better, richer, fuller place, You have to let people know about it. That's good. And uh, I think that, yeah, sales is is scary for anybody who's more... um, introverted or who hasn't done it, you're you're really putting, especially as an entrepreneur, when it's your product, your service, your business on the line, it feels like it's you on the line. And so by learning to sell, you're also learning to face rejection. You're you're learning to open yourself up to a lot of critique, to customer dissatisfaction. Um, and that's a, a scary thing, but I do think it's an essential skill. Uh, so to your question, I like yeah, if sales is a weakness for you, but you want to be an entrepreneur, um, I think that's one area where you 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 have to learn it. Yeah, um, you just have to realize that that's going to be a key to your business's growth and success. And maybe you don't do sales forever. I, I kind of doubt that Jeff is making the sales calls right um, now. I think he's he's probably hired some really great sales guys that are able to do that, but at least early on, um, it's, it's something that you've got to do. I don't know. What, what do you think?
0: No, I think that that's great. I think that there are some categories and, and, and really it was maybe a bait and switch on you because I think those aren't really opposing forces as much as, um, Maybe we're talking about two different categories, but but they are on my mind because we have been talking about, hey, as we're doing our business endeavors, what are our advantages and what are our strengths and, and what are our weaknesses and lean on each other and lean on our other nice. business partners for our weaknesses. So I think that that is one way that we can really grow our endeavors well but then i do also think that sales is kind of a a category in and of itself if you're going to market if you are trying to you know bring a business idea bring a product bring a service yeah you have to be able to sell you have to be able to communicate that
1: yeah, and that category is just more, you know, zooming out a little bit as far as like, do you really uh, hone in on your strengths or do you try and round out your, your weaknesses? I mean, I really think it depends on what it is that you're, you're building. When it comes to um, honing in on your, your strengths to the exception of your weaknesses, if you're building the best in the world at anything, um, you can just be the best in the world at that one thing that you do and you're going to find success. Um, and, uh, and so then you can have a, a whole bunch of weaknesses in your product line or in your service or whatever it is that you offer, because you offer one thing exceptionally well that nobody else can do like you do. And so even as I think of, um, hardwood industries and, and some of Jeff's competitors, I mean, I, I, uh, I, I think that, um, That Jeff has taken the approach of more like, all right, where are the holes in the market? And so how do I listen to my customers, figure out what their needs are, and what can they not get from anywhere else? And then let's build that even to like if there's one particular machine that we need to get in order to, to have this contractor, uh, acquire this customer, then, you know, let's, let's get the machine that nobody else has so that we can finish lumber in, in this particular way. Um, and, uh, and so I think that they've really honed in on, on that strength. We didn't talk about the particular weaknesses of, of his business, but, um, I like that approach of just, uh, you know, figure out what it is that you're going to do better than any other yeah. company and make that your thing. Um, and then once your company is viable, then you can take a look at at some of your weaknesses and figure out whether or not it's profitable. But I think if you're constantly running around just trying to improve the areas that you're, you're weak, um, you're never really going to have like just one clear... Uh, value proposition that sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, you got more thoughts on, on yeah,
0: that? Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I think that kind of funnels more towards who he is as a person and how he really talked about getting better every single day. He talked a lot about how, you know the job's never done and ultimately it 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 came back to his why but i just in my mind i i see the connection between you know what's my competitive advantage um what is the thing that we're going to do better than everybody else and then never stop grinding to do that yeah. and 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 everything was built around that you know mm-hmm. from hiring the right people to Than being focused on, you know, equipping his employees to do what they needed to do, Uh, then listening to his customers, letting them tell him what they needed. You know, his obsession and his focus was on being the best hardwood industry wholesale company in the world. Like he said that, like that's when we asked him at the end of the episode, like, what's a goal you haven't accomplished yet? That's it. And so I think that just speaks to the relentless pursuit of success. Yep. Um, But it all, it all starts with being intelligent, coming with a business plan, coming with your strengths and then saying, how do I solve the need? And I I think that's so often we try to complicate business. And so often we try to, you know, think about it in this way or that way, or I need to do this or I need to do that. And kind of what you're talking about is just chasing so many different directions. But at the end of the day, like, where is there a need? How can I meet that need? And then how can I do it better than everybody else? And that's just, if you ask me, I mean, that's what he obsessed over the last 40 years. And I say obsessed in a good way. Like that's what he was committed to doing.
1: Oh yeah. 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 And it's, and it's paid off for him. I mean, I loved, you always ask the question at the end, what do you want to be remembered for? And uh, he really got, I think, to the heart of um, his entrepreneurship journey. Of in uh, his answer to that was just that you'd like to be remembered uh, for something that you've done that carries on um, beyond your time on this earth and, and continues to help people. And so, yeah, to your point, like he's he's just got a vision for his business that um, that exceeds even him uh, he's he's built it to a point of just all right how how can this continue on continue to be a blessing to customers to he's talking about the 120 families that are supported yeah. by the the business that he's built and um so i think for Uh, all of uh, you listeners that um, have entrepreneurial uh, dreams, um, you know, it's easy to just simply think about, well, I want to be my own boss and I want the the freedom and flexibility. But um, that was helpful perspective from Jeff to just be like, and you, you focus on building it, you focus on building it well, and you do it not just for the money, not just for yourself, but because of the um, enduring value that you bring uh, the betterment to not just your immediate family, but to, you know, potentially 100 other families that you hire and support and uh, you, you add wealth and goodness to the entire local community. Around you in that business so um, entrepreneurs you make the world go round yeah uh,
0: yeah no and I and I love that you highlight that because I think it's so easy in society today to bash on the nine to five to bash on you know being an employee even recently I've seen some clips online where you know a lot of times there's just this message that's being uh, communicated is, you know, you're a victim if you have to work a nine to five and poor you and you know, you, you need to, you need to be your own boss. And I think Jeff really brought the reality of the weightiness of being the employer of being the entrepreneur. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that we talk with that really share that perspective of like this is incredibly rewarding and I get to build something that will hopefully live on past me and make a difference which is what fuels you and I, but, but at the same time, you know, Jeff said, Hey, you have to have an affinity for risk and you have to literally put it all on the line every day day. and not everybody's cut out for that. And that's okay if you're not, but you need to walk in with those realistic perspectives because at the end of the day, like if you're not, and, and, and I think we've talked with other, other folks in our interviews that have that exact same mindset of like, this is not for the faint heart.
1: No, no, no. I think of that Spider-Man line, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> kind of deal. And it is, you know, like you um, to uh, to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur, to have the kind of um, uh, freedom that entrepreneurship gives you. Like there's a there's a great power in that, but the more that you build it up, the more people that are dependent upon your business, the more responsibility you have, and your right to just highlight. That is a that is a weighty thing and not something to be taken lightly and not something that uh, most of the, the the thread boys on Twitter and, and others are uh, are always the most um, honest or realistic about and uh, so yeah I, I thought the world of, of Jeff I really respect uh, him and and what he's built um, and uh, I, <laughs> I I Every episode's a great episode. I, we've, oh, yeah! It's amazing. We've never had a bad episode, <laughs> so you know, of course, I am going to say if you haven't listened to it, check it out. You really should go and uh, and and listen to to Jeff's thoughts um, and story firsthand. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, that's that's probably a pretty good place to to yep. land it for now.
0: No, I think that's great and appreciative for him, uh, you know, being on the show and we're going to keep getting folks like him lined up. I, I love that, you know, as we continue to interview folks, different industries doing different things, but I think you and I continue to really come back to, there's just some similar threads with yeah. these, these entrepreneurs that we get a chance to sit down with and, you know, So for, I I, man, I I think the encouragement today and really if you're thinking about entrepreneur endeavors, if you're thinking about being a business owner, you know, really take an inventory, uh, you know, what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses, what are areas you need to grow and expertise, um, what do you bring to the marketplace, and how are you going to, uh, you know, benefit your customers, um, you know, and then also... How many times have we said, not be, be afraid to fail. I mean, and that's just the reality of it. So yeah, more episodes to come super excited and, uh, can't, can't wait to keep, uh, keep hearing some of these conversations
1: for sure. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Make sure to check out abundantjourney.net and the growing number of resources for your benefit on there. Drop your email address into the, uh, the little uh, sign up for our newsletter uh, tab, which uh, we got to come up with a, a better call to action on that. But really, if you want um, more valuable content and want to make sure that you don't miss out on the best of abundant journey, um, do leave your info with us there. We promise to never spam you. And then also, if you would subscribe and leave a review on your podcast player platform of choice, that goes a long way in just letting us know that one, you're out there and two, this is a valuable use of your time and ours. So thanks for coming along with us. We'll be back soon.